this episode of Tech Talk Unscripted, Chris and I have a conversation on appearance. We reference an article produced by Chris on appearance affecting sales. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, we encourage you to subscribe and leave us a review as it is greatly appreciated by the PDR Workshop team. Thank you and enjoy. So Dave, what do you think about appearance and how that affects sales? Just briefly, how do you portray appearance to your customers? I think there's a subconscious thing that happens right off the bat. As soon as, as, soon as someone's walking up to you, um, you're telling yourself a certain thing. Now, that voice that's talking to you may be right or may be wrong, yeah. but there's, you're, you're still talking to yourself saying a certain um, comment to yourself when, you, when you're interacting with someone. Now, some people are more positive. Some people are more negative. It's just the way humans are. They kind of have this bias off the bat. Um, and what you're trying to do, or at least what I feel you're trying to do with the appearance, is break some of that, make it at least break some of that prejudgment, make it a little more positive or, or appear more positive right off the bat. Now, someone can be super clean cut, nice haircut, but have a dirty mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, yeah, but that's obviously after words are spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I feel appearance is something that is just the first thing that happens and the first thing that someone can judge you on if they're going to want to, in, in our line of work, spend money with you, you know, right. trust you with their vehicle, want to do business with your company, you know, and it's yeah. either your appearance online or your appearance in person. Um, but I feel that. It's a very, very uh, important factor for business to uh, to just have that look of your house is in order. Yeah. And so I think, Dave, we've been jumping back and forth with the book we've been uh, reading. It's uh, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. And it talks about uh, the profiling and how it's human nature uh, to profile people. It, it, it just happens. We And then I think you were discussing with me, Dave, that, you know, men tend to put people in boxes, I guess, you know, organize you know, people. Compartmentalize, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so you need to figure, are you a salesman? Are you an actual tech? Am I talking to the owner? It's, can this guy make decisions? And if they have any type of prejudgment, they have to categorize you a certain way just before you even talk. So what are some of the things, Dave, that you do in your business um, that you can say, you know, I make a conscious effort to always, you know, do this for my customers. Uh, my biggest thing for me, appearance-wise, was uh, getting a wrap for my vehicle. Nice. That was kind of, yeah, that was kind of the first thing. Because that's, that's even something that before you even step out of a car or interact with someone, that they're seeing that. So that was kind of like my first go-to uh, was to wrap the vehicle that's pulling up to the to the house that's going to be performing the repair mm-hmm. having that look clean um you know spending the extra money to go get the better quality product for the vehicle so it's not you know ripping off in a couple of years or fading or something like that you know it's good quality wrap mm-hmm. um, and you and i got a nice vehicle too yeah i did i did one got a so i'm doing a 2017 ford transit connect mm-hmm. long wheelbase mm-hmm you know, and I knew that was going to be a huge investment for my company. And the second thing I did after that was uh, order a bunch of polos and I wanted 
the little more expensive polos. Mm -hmm. And instead of just having the company name on them, I also wanted my name embroidered on the other Mm -hmm. side. And that for me was because I understand how people can quickly forget someone's name during a transaction when there's so much going on without even them having to try to remember it's already there for them. So that's why that was kind of the, the two things that I wanted to help break that um, mold or judgment or that voice that's already being had when that vehicle or you show up. So it was uh, just going with a quality wrap for the vehicle and then polos. Um, and then, this, uh, you know, so I wear jeans to work. So that's, that's what we do. You're actually like slowly changing my mind on that. Um, Cause I do understand the importance of, of maybe not having jeans. Yeah. You know, you brought up a good couple points the other day and a couple of your points where, well, the mechanics, you know, in the back don't have jeans. Your UPS driver doesn't have jeans on, you know, your FedEx driver does no one that you no see one. in a professional yeah. setting has jeans on. Right. And, uh, Chick-fil-A, you, they have jeans on. Correct. It's and a, so it's, it's standard. That's yeah. So, you know, and I went just for the comfortability factor, not realizing um, that the bottom half mm-hmm. of myself as well was needed to be presented, not just from the waist up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a, to, so like I said, I wear jeans, but I also do have an embroidered polo. It's a nice polo, Antigua polos. Um, with the name on it. So I'm hoping that offsets the jeans. <laughs> so I know but, you used to ride around in a different vehicle, I believe it was. Can you tell the viewers, you know, what vehicle that was? Yeah, so I used to, I mean, throughout my career, I've had a number of vehicles um, from a Ford Ranger, a Ford mm-hmm. Fo- small Ford Focus. Um, then the one that I really enjoyed was my Honda Element. And that was like a burnt orange color? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No lettering it's, or just a little. No lettering. no lettering. No lettering. I did have some magnets made up at one point, but I felt even just like the magnets themselves <laughs> made the quality of service kind of just go down because of how poorly they were made. <laughs> so I decided to go no lettering, but still had the polos. Right. So that kind of. Um, what reaction did you get once you switched out of the, uh, out of the element to the transit? Did you see anything? Did any customer kind of treat you differently? Did you kind of notice a different demeanor? I don't think I noticed it through my customers, but I noticed it within myself. Okay. I felt better. Mm-hmm. I felt more presentable. I felt um, cleaner, more... More established. Yeah, all of those things by now riding around in one of my company's vehicles. Did you, know, you and it work was harder? Better. Did you work maybe an extra hour did you were you proud of, yeah, i'm of, sure that there was like some placebo effect <laughs> me i don't know if it's placebo but i'm sure that there was some effect to that yeah that you know that that something that simple gave off yeah i think you understand <laughs> my take is i believe that you know this i think a lot of guys think the standard is the next company over and that's really not the standard the standard should be even outside of your industry um, if the Chick-fil-A people are in uniform, then I feel like you need to be in uniform. I had a plumber. I mean, this guy looked like he just came out of the sewage like yesterday and he still 
had a uniform and was dressed, you know, to, you know, come in the house. Uh, so I thought that was really good that a plumber, you know, took the time, put on his little, you know, change of clothes, change your boots, did what he had to do, changed everything, and then came back inside and discussed what the issues I was having with, uh, with my plumbing in the house. So those types of things, there should be no reason, I feel as though, no reason that a paintless dent repair company cannot withhold those standards. Uh, and, and I think a lot of times that's hindering people from, um, for again, that, that judgment that people put on you, um, that I think they're just hindering uh, growth, really. Now, you, in your article, now. you did mention the O3 Harvard Business School conducted a study in saying that 95% of purchases are made in the subconscious mind. Um, and that's just dealing with purchases, but the, I think that's also uh, with just judgments as well based off yeah. of you know, what happens when you show up or maybe what happens when they're calling your company, your website could be that, you know, there's a lot of quick judgments that can be made depending on where they're finding you, how they're finding you and how you're actually reaching that customer. Um, so appearance, um, you know, I think it goes from appearance and then it goes to how you talk. How do you, how do you, what's it called? Articulate what you, what you. Yeah. How do you articulate what you say? The cadence that you have when you're speaking with someone, are you actually engaged in this conversation or is it just another repair? Can I get the dent done? How fast can I get out of here? What time do I get at home? I got to pick my kids up at six. What am I have for dinner? You know, are all these things that may be going through your head are going to be projected right into that conversation. So, uh, so maybe able to pick up on that. So I'm just trying to, um, I try to give off as being as professional as possible, engaged as possible. And what does this customer really need from me? You know, so it, it all, I think it all does start with your appearance and how you present yourself to go take on that day. For sure. I know the one question I get asked probably weekly is, is this a franchise? And I want to, I kind of want to ask the question of, you know, why, why ask me that? What's giving you off that? It's a franchise. And if I can answer for my customers, I would think that it's the company is just so organized and, and my team is just so great. They, they just feel as though someone this young could, could not possibly put together something like this. And so that's what they're asking. Is it a franchise? And I'm, I'm pretty sure some of them are asking that, that question because uh, maybe they want to know kind of the business dynamics as, as if there's something that he can get into, they can purchase and stuff like that. But ideally, you buy into a franchise because of the organization, uh, because the plan is already there for you to succeed. And so that's, that's the question that kind of really, I want more, I want to be asked more of that, more times uh, that question, because that knows I'm on the right path, uh, especially with our line of work, we're dealing with automotive, you rarely see a lot of people who who are dressed in polos and stuff like that. You normally have a little button up or maybe a little t-shirt um, with some, with some uh, khakis or something like that with some boots on, but the polos really stand out. The nice button up shirt is what we're going with uh, this year. So it's just little things. And like you said, the, uh, the harvest business review, it, it, it's funny. I was battling with a guy and he said, you know, appearance doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, go on Instagram. <laughs> And tell me appearance doesn't matter. <laughs> now, maybe for the wrong reasons, but please, you know, figure that out. That, that right there is a telltale sign that appearance matters. People follow, people can, I guess, relate or want to interact with people that look successful. And I think that 
Intel is what we're trying to do. We're just trying to look successful and like we, we know what we're doing. So any, any other things we can touch on about this uh, appearance, Dave? You know, at the end, it says, rem- remember, a mind that is comfortable with you will purchase every time. You know, it's, this is about getting your customer comfortable with you and your company yeah. and spending money with you uh, and being able to do that. Um, just and quickly, for example, the other day, someone had sent photos or had called Windy City and uh, explained that they had a leased vehicle that they wanted to get some of the dents removed. They asked what, um, if we performed any other services, we said no. And I said, just please send photos to us. We can get you a quote right over the phone. Okay, no problem. Probably about 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, customer sends in the photos. I was actually on the phone with Chris when the photos were sent. Mm -hmm. And the customer stated he had a small bump on the roof and a couple small bumps (laughs) on the roof rail mm-hmm. now bumps if you know you're not in the paintless dent repair industry is directly related to dents and this is what we do we are a dent repair company he called it bumps i was able to understand that that's exactly what he meant and i showed chris the, the photos and and we had a little price game right off the bat chris goes how much are you charging so well these are all the factors that have to go into play and i said well, i was going to do this he goes oh well i would be at this you know, and I, I, I didn't, and he's like, well, can, he's like, call the customer. So well, we don't call the customer back. It's like, what do you mean? So well, we don't call our customers. They receive an email with our estimate based off of the photos. Like we said on the phone, we don't have to try to sell it. We give them our price of what it will take to repair. We don't do a negotiating thing. We don't, we don't, um, if you want to, if you want to do business with us based off of the phone call or website or any other medium you found have found us uh you're gonna get some sort of picture of how windy city operates and so you're looking for a service to fix your dents we answer the questions that you need you send in the photos we get you your estimate that's it probably hour later calls back says that and now now guys (laughs) My price was probably about $200 lower than Chris's, maybe two to three. As I was estimating the vehicle, I did think of all of Chris's points that he was saying, and I said, you know what? He is right. This is going to take a lot more work for the amount of damage there is. So I went with probably just under Chris's top number. Customer calls back and, uh, and says, that seems like a reasonable price. I would like to go ahead and schedule this. Can I ask you a couple more questions? I said, of course you can. Do you guys fix scratches? We said no. I said no again. He's like, I have this one little spot that I would like to ask your opinion on once we're, once we, um, you know, are there. I said, okay. He's like, you don't have a shop that we go to, correct? I said, no, we are completely mobile. We just need the vehicle. And uh, so we set it up for, you know, that week or later that week. We were able to adjust our schedule to the time that he preferred. So we did that. And, you know, it, it worked out. To, to sum all that up, I mean, this person, this customer was comfortable selling or selling, scheduling a repair that was more than $500. Yeah. Uh, this person was com- comfortable spending the money based strictly off of phone conversations and the quality, I would say, of the estimate written 
um, the phone conversation that we had, and uh, he said he you know, was looking at our website as well. Those three things right there are have nothing to do with, I, I would say, just personal appearance showing up, right? We were able to make them comfortable enough to go ahead and schedule that repair based off of these other things that we set in place. Um, and that's just kind of just, like I said, relating back to the end of your article, remind, you know, remember a mind that is comfortable with you will purchase every time. Try to make them as comfortable as possible by on the phone before the estimate, mm-hmm. um, giving all of our information away on our website, Facebook page, YouTube uh, videos. We try to give them all this information on what they should expect when they're calling Windy City Debt Repair asking for an estimate. So when that estimate is given, we're not calling to say this is what it's going to cost. There's all these, there's all of these factors that are already given to you. Uh, but that is your appearance. So Correct. with the social media and, and, and these different platforms, the different mediums, your appearance is more than just what you, your clothes that you have on your back, the vehicle you drive. It's also now how your website is looked, how well you, you're put together your reviews online. That all ties into your appearance. Do and you, I feel that. Appear, yeah, I, I 100% yeah. agree. And now that you're saying this, I feel like, yeah, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and or just before, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say before, mm-hmm. the appearance was the milkman came to your door and dropped off your milk and he had his little overweight hat white. on. <laughs> and, he, you know, he had the uniform. That appearance was huge. Yeah. Now company, your yeah. appearance is kind of shifting to where you have to have. And people are getting caught up with that, though, where they're able to deliver an appearance online, but maybe not able to deliver in person. So that yeah, it's kind of all needs to be encompassing now. And um, you can but tell because the customer is kind of like shocked, you know. And I see a lot of a lot of companies that online amazing, and then they're going into this like rat hole of a place, and they're kind of unprofessional on the phone. And then that's when the reviews don't back up their nice website. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you'll oh, see their vid- they had a, a a great uh Facebook video, a great Instagram ad and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool." You go to the website and you're like, "What is this?" Like, well, this yeah. is Yeah. But like the yeah. marketing they had behind that one video or whatever it was was great. So, appearance now is kind of changing. You have to have this uh all-encompassing appearance where you you should be able to back up you know, what you deliver online, but your online appearance now is becoming more prevalent than your in-person appearance, I think. Right. Um, and I would say, you know, a lot of in-person now is like the closing of the deal. Right. Rather than like the selling point. Right. Cause now you're just closing in person a lot of times, especially in PDR um, you're closing in person mm-hmm. rather than negotiating in person estimating in person doing all these other things in person Mm -hmm. as well as closing that deal all of these things are now being done online digitally without like real communication you get a phone call here you know you get your phone calls and able to go articulate over the phone but um not in the way it used to be right and so what I always say is you, you're not just trying to get that sale from that customer. You're trying to get a customer for life. And so I know to play devil advocate, people can say, well, I, I have no problem selling the deals with, uh, you know, a cutoff shirt and baggy jeans. But anyway, it, it's, it's to make sure that customer can continue to spend money, you know, to spend money with you to, to, to get your service over and over again. Also would be happy to share it with their neighbor, their friends and stuff like that. And I, I do want to say that you don't, 
you don't have to build a company based on the perfect appearance. You know, there's a lot of companies that have been out there for 20 years that do not need to possibly wear something uh, as clean as a polo shirt and, and, and khakis. But a lot of times when you look into that, co that company, they've been around for 15, 20 years and they, they probably know how to communicate to their customer or just anybody. They're just a friendly guy or, or female. They just, they know how to bond with just anybody. <laughs> so for them, it's just so much easier. People quickly, as soon as they get on the phone or as soon as they uh, start talking with that person, they quickly forget about all the things, the prejudgment that they, ah, you know, I really don't know about this guy, but man, he had me laughing. We, we, we clicked very well. And some people have that gift, but at the end of the day, you just took their prejudgment and had to change it. What if you went in there and you look professional and it kept up with whatever their prejudgment was and you were such a, a nice guy and, and, and laughable and, and, and easy to communicate person that would just, they would seal that five star yeah, review <laughs> that would just seal the deal even further. So a lot of times you just can't, calculate how much of this is going to affect your business or how, you know, if you change this and that, I know when I switched up my vehicles for some old Astro van that kind of had a dent in the door, I was able to get one to two more calls based on the, 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 the vehicle that they saw on the road. It, and it's just, it's crazy. Um, and it kind of, now my customers expect a professional company uh, more so than the guy that's just single dent guy that they meet on a lot and all that stuff. I'm trying to get that, take that stigma away because that stigma leads into the insurance companies going, Oh yeah, go to the body shop. Cause the body shop tends to work with PDR guys because a lot of PDR guys don't have a brick and mortar or a lot of PDR guys don't set themselves up to handle customers uh, coming in and scheduling and stuff like that. Now we do. But for 15 years, people have been going straight to the body shop and getting better service to get the same PDR done. And so I, I've been trying to change that in this area so that, no, you're actually getting better service with us because there'll be no middleman. That's how uh, the appearance, you know, affects sales. It's more of that behind the scenes stuff that you, like I said, you just cannot put a number on. You don't know how that customer is feeling and stuff like that. We can only talk, Dave based on our experience and human nature, body languages and all that stuff, stuff that we've been learning, but it makes perfect sense, uh, you know, profiling and how the human mind works and, and all that stuff. So that's it guys on our discussion. If you wanna learn more about the article that we wrote, it is, you can find it on Dentless Touch's blog page or the PDR Workshop Facebook group. And it's called, How Does Appearance Affect Sales? Thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you on the next show.